What's going on? I am Josh Taylor. That is Dylan Callahan Crawley, and we are Penn State rivals. Literally just finished the end of this crazy game. Dylan, we knew it was going to be a close, hard-fought Big Ten matchup on the road at Purdue. It's a night game. It's everything you want out of college football. Obviously, you want to start at the top of this one, but with that crazy ending, what is just your immediate reaction to the not only just the game-winning drive, but the emotional roller coaster that was Penn State at Purdue. Yeah, I, that I think the best way to call this win for Penn State is is gutsy. Uh, I mean, going into his final two drives, the final offensive drive for Penn State, and the final defensive drive, uh, th there was nothing that made you think that Penn State was going to find a way to win that game offensively. I mean. Yeah, going back to the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, Penn State obviously gets that big stop defensively, forces a punt. Uh, the offense takes over, and Sean Clifford, who was having a really solid game through the first three and a half quarters, uh, inexplicably overthrows Mitchell Tinsley by 15, 20 yards and results in a pick six for uh, Purdue and at that point Purdue had all the momentum and the offense came back out had no rhythm Clifford was obviously rattled a bit uh, it just seemed Penn State had no shot of really putting together a drive there in their last drive going to their last drive but eight plays 80 yards in, in just 57 seconds uh, it, it was one of the more uh, impressive drives I've seen out of Sean Clifford during his time at Penn State and uh, I mean that last defensive drive uh, the pass rush, which was non-existent for the first 58 minutes of this game, <laughs> comes up big with two sacks. Yeah, Chop Robinson, I mean, uh, Coach Franklin said himself, like he might not be a starter, but expect this guy's going to have an immediate impact on the defense and then literally seals the first game of the season with a sack, the transfer right. from Maryland. Um, let's just talk about, first off, how this game started with Franklin really was, in my opinion, a good idea. Like he wanted to establish the run, didn't want to get too, you know, cute with throwing the ball with Sean Clifford, you know, just even though Sean Clifford has the experience, you know, this is his, you know, six years, this is his final dance. It's an yep. emotional thing for him. First, this is his last uh, season opener at Penn State. So you kind of just get things going on the ground, mixed in the running backs. What did you really think about that approach not to just rush into a hostile environment? Yeah, I thought that was a, a smart approach by Franklin and Yersich. Uh, just, you know, last year the, the rushing game was to a point non-existent for the Nittany Lions. And they, he, he never said it this year that the offensive line was going to be improved, but he said we'll let it, them prove it on the field. We can talk about the offensive line later. But early on in the game, they really wanted to establish that run game, and the offensive line looked decent. Now, Kevon Lee had his struggles. I mean, he is obviously not the most explosive running back, but I think you saw the potential in the run game once Nick Singleton and Katron Allen really started getting involved in that offense in the second and third offensive drives. I, I think it was a solid game plan by Penn State to get the run game involved early and try to establish a run game. It still ended up struggling throughout the game, but I think it's it's kind of a building block thing. Uh there's some positives to take away from this one early with the rushing game, uh, and you build upon those going forward. Um, and I, I think it was good just to get – I mean, as a six-year quarterback, Clifford shouldn't be somebody, you know, who gets rattled going into these environments early on. 
but it's always good to get your quarterback comfortable and uh, just let him get into the game slowly. Uh, unless, you know, you're Purdue who wants to throw the ball 50, 60 times. A game. <laughs> Literally 60 times, which is like, if we, we knew that was going to happen. I don't think that was any surprise yeah. to anyone that Aiden O'Connell threw it that much. But, you know, going back to the running game, it's you have to remember, this is literally Singleton and Catron Allen's first time ever in college football. This is their first game ever. We saw Nicholas Singleton starting back there in the end zone, returning the opening kickoff. Yes, he's the top running back in his class, but still, this is, once again, you're on the road, Big Ten, night game. This is the big stage for a freshman coming into Penn State. So I thought, you know, yeah. the, the home run ability, and this is something I've talked about a couple times on the, the channel, is the home run plays in the running game did not exist with Kane and uh, Lee last year. It was like the average yep. was like two and a half to three yards total for the year, like per rush, which is not good. That that Saquon Barkley-esque, I mean, even like Miles Sanders, like those big time runs were not there last year. So I think you yeah. see the immediate juice with Singleton and Katron Allen. We were talking about it a little bit during the game. It wasn't really too much there, but – how do you think Singleton and Catron Allen did? You know, all three quarter, all three running backs pretty much had thirty yards, um, so it was a pretty balanced attack. But just did you do you see like a noticeable difference when they're all three running the ball? Yeah, and and to those watching on YouTube, I do apologize for looking over. I have my second screen with all the stats, but <laughs> I got um, three screens right now, so we're good. But yeah, I mean, you look at Catron Allen and Nick Singleton's. You know, stab lines, and they're they're not going to jump out to you. Uh, Allen was eight for thirty-one, long of nine yards, three point nine average. Singleton nine for twenty, nine for twenty-two, long of six, two point four average. You know, neither one's going to stand out, but I think you saw the flashes out of them. Uh, you know, Kevon Lee is a solid running back he, for what he did last year with Penn State's offensive line in front of him. Uh, I think as was probably as much as you could ask for. But he just isn't a running back who hits holes quickly. He doesn't have that explosiveness to his game. He's not a very agile running back. But Nick Singleton and Kevon Lee have that explosiveness to their game. And they didn't really get a show in this one because as this game went on, Penn State's offensive line kind of struggled more and more. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think you go back and look at the first carry for Nick Singleton. He was probably a split second away from taking his that first carry. 90, so it was 96, <laughs> 97 yards for a touchdown. He ended up getting, I think, it, it may have been six yards on that. But it, but his ability just to explode through the hole and, and get into that second level of defense is, is going to pay off big time for Penn State this year. As long as that offensive line can start to, you know, consistently get off the line and push a, opposing defensive linemen. Um, but yeah, they, they add such a different dynamic to this Penn State offense, which I think is going to pay, pay big dividends for Sean Clifford in the passing game because Purdue, for the most part of this game, didn't have to respect Penn State's rushing attack. They're able to, uh, you know, just kind of sit back in coverage and, and let Sean Clifford throw to them because Penn State's offensive line wasn't able to do much with uh, their um, run blocking. Uh, yeah, so I, mean, I think as season goes, go ahead. I was going to say, like, Purdue's defense was really just, like, clog up the middle of the field because there's a very high chance Clifford's going to look across the middle of the field, check down something kind of safe. Or if they do run the ball, you're right there, like, to close the gap. Yep. Um, exactly. But like you said, like, having – like, one of these – 
that that one run absolutely had a chance of going to the house. It's going to happen like soon. Like it could be the yeah, next game. It, it could be the next one. Yeah. It's 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 like a ticking clock. One it, of them is just going to take off. Yeah, and it, it's one. Of the, the other thing to remember with them is, like you said at the top, two true freshmen, their very first games in a hostile environment, national TV, prime time. Uh, as they get more comfortable with the college game, get more up to speed with the college game. They're going to adapt, I think, very quickly, and you're going to see uh, the success very fast for them. It, it may not be next week against Ohio, may not be against Auburn in two weeks, but it's going to eventually click. And when it does click for both these guys, it's going to uh, be special to watch for Penn State. And I think the offense at that point will take quite a step up because when you have those type of running backs, it masks a lot of issues with your offense and especially on your offensive line. Yeah, and it didn't help Sean Clifford last year at all. You saw so many – I mean, even with the injury, I mean, we'll talk about him getting hurt. This game it looked like for yeah. a little bit got his leg rolled up pretty bad. Yeah. Um, he looked fine like he was playing through it, and then right after halftime you notice Purdue got the ball first, but then you saw Drew Aller. Obviously, that's going to be the big talk because even – People on Twitter, not Penn State wise, that I follow, like in the draft community, you know, recruiting wise, that people like they know who Drew is that five star status. Yep. It's there. He's the future. You want to play him. What do you think of what you saw the little sample of Drew LR in his first game? I, I thought if you're a Penn State fan, you have to be really happy with what you saw. I mean, two for four, 26 yards, but uh, he, he threw a Beautiful and, and perfect pass to uh, Tyler Warren? Warren. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Tyler Warren, um, and Warren should have caught it. He dropped it. That was a big issue for Penn State today. Was the drops? Uh, yeah, him and DeAndre both. Yeah, the official count uh, according to the stat broadcast was only three drops, but I feel like you could possibly go upward to six drops yeah. for Penn State in this game. Uh, and yeah, I, I think for Alar, what you saw out of him, uh, you you have to like because I think he will give Penn State a chance if Sean Clifford goes down at some point this season. Uh, and from what we saw in the blue white game, which was he looked like a true freshman in uh, obviously a, pra a glorified practice, but he looked like a true freshman making some fresh mistakes, uh, you know, maybe a little over anxious, but. For the situation he came into on Thursday night in that yeah. second half, first drive of the game, sorry, first drive of the second half, uh, I, I think he looked calm, poised, collected. He, all his throws were on point except his last one, which uh, – It's like a rocket kind of. Yeah, it, 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 he's not going to be perfect, obviously, as a true freshman, but uh, th there will be some growing pains. But I, for the most part, I, I think he was pretty, pretty damn good. I, I liked how they showed uh, right when Purdue's drive was almost over, they kind of moved the camera over to Drew, and he was just smiling, laughing, like he knew he was about to go in, like he was loose. He wasn't like, you know, serious face. He's like, I'm about to go out there and have some fun. This is this is what I'm excited for. This is what made, yeah. you know, Franklin saying he is the backup so important why a lot of people were like, okay, like if something does happen like this, because Clifford, you know, does have yeah. history, he has yeah. the brace on his knee, like it's there. <laughs> so if the opportunity presents yeah. itself, and boom, the first game of the season, the opportunity showed up. So, Absolutely. Uh, there was a lot of questions after he was named the backup quarterback was, well, if Clifford goes down for some reason against Purdue, do we actually believe Lars is going to be the one to go out there? And it, it 
there was no second guessing. He was the backup quarterback today. And uh, he performed admirably in his very brief stint. And it, I think it's going to be a brief stint that Penn State fans look back on. And uh, while obviously I think Sean Clifford, a healthy Sean Clifford right now, probably gives them the best chance to win. Clifford obviously had a very up and down game today. Uh, <laughs> the, the the future is bright with Drew. And I, I think he will give Penn State a chance to win if his number is called again this year. The crazy thing is if Sean Clifford doesn't go on that final drive to score and win the game, people are going to remember the uh, the pick six and almost throwing another interception on that last drive before the game-winning drive. And they're going to be like, no, we need Drew Aller to come in immediately. But since he did like that one drive, I think, obviously, I agree with you. I think he does give you the best chance to win because you see the grit, the, the yeah. passion, just how he just gives everything he has every single game. And Drew Allo's going to come in to make mistakes. So even when he does start, I don't want fans to be like, oh, what's wrong with this guy? He was a five-star. Our coaches aren't, you know, producing our guys the right way. Like, no, like people aren't perfect. It's not Pat Mahomes, like <laughs> every single quarterback. So, and I still think Penn State fans are going to say, we, I still want Allard to start next next week, or I want him to get some time against the Ohio team, you know, not the best, obviously, just to get those yeah. reps. And I think like he'll get a good chance in the second half if Penn State is up big, but still pump the brakes. Let Sean Clifford like he gutted it out. Game winning drive. You talked about it. I mean, Joel Klatt and then uh, Gus Johnson was saying like that was one of the most impressive drives they've ever seen by a quarterback. Just uh, just how yeah. much it really meant in that hostile environment. So pump the brakes. I can't wait to see Drew too. I love what I saw. That arm is ridiculous. He's going to be special. But still, don't don't be the team. Don't be Michigan, where you're trying to figure out which quarterback you're going to go along the way. Yeah, and it's one of those things, like you said, if Clifford doesn't have that final drive, the conversation we're having right now is probably quite different. Oh, uh, different. We, we probably – ugly loss. I mean, yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought going to that final drive that it was probably going to be much like the two drives we saw before that uh, – a rattled Clifford uh, with uh, shown very well thrown very inaccurate passes, uh, possibly an interception. Uh, but instead, Clifford went out there and uh, you know he didn't really make any super impressive throw in that in that drive. But uh, they were all good throws. He he wasn't inaccurate on the drive, um, and yeah, it totally changed the conversation here because. If he doesn't have that drive, we're probably talking right now, does Drew Allard give Penn State the best chance of winning? And, I mean, that still may be the case. Uh, it's hard to say without seeing what Drew can do for a long period of time. But uh, a healthy Clifford, we know what his ceiling is and what Penn State's ceiling is with him. And I think if Penn State's defense can improve as the season goes on, we're talking about a team – that's nine and three, maybe ten and two. It, it really depends on how that defense does. But also, we know that Clifford is also usually once per game or once every other game due for a couple bad mistakes, uh, whether it's an interception uh, or you know some bad overthrows, underthrows, whatever it may be. He's going to have his flaws. It's at the end of the day for Penn State and James Franklin. Would you rather go with? the quarterback who's sealing you know you know what you're going to get every week or would you rather go with drew where you, there's going to be more 
you know, struggles probably as a freshman, but you give him valuable playing time. But I, I think right now, Cl- yeah, and I think right now Clifford, unless Penn State, you know, drops three, four games in a row and, you know, then the season is – little- <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, until then, I, I think you have to ride with Clifford because I mean, I, I don't know if Drew makes that drive at the end of the game. Because that's a big yeah. stage. Clifford's been in that situation before, and he showed his six-year quarterback experience and poise there on that final drive. Yeah, and you see the the throw uh, to Britain Strange before the half that kind of fade away. That kind of reminded me of a Pat Mahomes like same passing motion and everything. Like I'm not trying to yeah. compare it to Pat Mahomes, but just like the the mechanics of it, the footwork, everything was spot on. Dropped it right in there. Then of course you see the big play by Strange afterwards. Um, huge playmakers all over the place, but also you don't know. This is the last thing I'll say about the quarterbacks, and we'll talk about some of these other guys. Sure, um, you, sure. just, you just don't know that the exact health of how Sean Clifford was the the whole rest of the game yeah. after that. Yes, like I was just gonna say that the like planning on your foot like that, like that, especially your like I know your back foot being a right handed thrower, like that's huge, but like the the yep. torque and everything you get off that front foot is huge if you're not planning right you're you're throwing motions off by just a little bit it could make all the difference in the world which could have been why yeah. he threw it on that pick six so you just don't uh, know absolutely i mean when during that when he threw the pick six and the drive afterwards and perhaps even the drive of that some of those incompletions he just didn't look right uh that his uh front leg which i guess would be his uh left left leg yeah um which he took the hit on just it i don't want to say he he seemed ginger on it but he just didn't seem right so who knows how healthy he is going into next week's game against ohio um that's what I'm but yeah. you might see drew for the whole game if he's not healthy anyway yeah but at the end of the day uh whether he's banged up a lot whether he you know was just going through a stinger for a while or what uh, at the end of the day, he had the poise uh, to make a huge final drive uh, to win this game. And, and not to mention those six drops or three, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think it was closer to six. If he if he completes those passes, we're talking about 26, 37, upwards of maybe 350 yards uh, to go along with his four touchdowns and one interception. Despite the really ugly, you know, quarter and a half of play in the third and fourth quarter, he still put it together. A very good game here on Thursday night. Yeah, I agree. And they say like wins aren't a quarterback stat. Like this isn't baseball, but game winning drives like sure as hell help you out. If you're a quarterback, like I'll take that yeah. all day long. Um, and it was against a really stout, uh, you know, uh, experienced secondary, especially the linebacker core with yeah. Jalen Graham. So they got studs all in the back there. What really surprised me, um, well, first off, I just want to, you know, pat myself on the back. I said Mitchell Tinsley would be the leading receiver of the game. So you're welcome, guys. Uh, I think he's going to lead the team this whole season. I think he looked phenomenal in his first game. Obviously, I had a touchdown, but you see the ability after the catch, something that you saw at Western Kentucky, taking these short screens, slants, little intermediate throws, and being able to break a tackle or two. Huge on that, the last drive going up that left sideline yep. there. Um, obviously going to be a big playmaker for us. Uh, Keandre Lambert Smith, once again, huge Parker Washington. So the weapons are there regardless of who's uh, at quarterback. Um, but let's talk about the defense. 
you know, first sure. first game by Manny Diaz as defensive coordinator, also coaching the linebackers, which I thought would be the big weak point. I, I think a lot of people think that the linebacker core is, you know, you see Curtis Jacobs got banged Boy. up. He came back. Um, but Purdue's wide receivers, Charlie Jones, uh, one of the two <laughs> transfers from Iowa, obviously 12 catches, 153 yards, one touchdown. Um, but, and of course, you know, Aiden O'Connell, like stat wise, if you throw 60 times, you should have 350, 360 yards, only one touchdown, no interceptions. So that helps out. The running game is a little bit better than I thought it would be, but just what's your overall reaction to what you saw from Manny's defense being the first game? Cause I, I texted you earlier in the week saying, what did you really expect out of this defense? Like, would it be the same, you know, that, that yeah. big package kind of what the, what they did with Brisker, they don't really have that guy, but Hardy pretty much stepped up in that role. And he looked great. But what do you think about yeah. this defense? Yeah, this is a really hard one to grade because obviously you did give up 365 passing yards to uh, to Aiden O'Connell. But again, 59 attempts in the game, he threw the ball basically 60 times. I mean, how many times are you? <laughs> Yeah, how many times are you going to see that in college football the rest of the year? Maybe a handful of times. Um, I mean, that that is Texas Tech like numbers a couple of years ago under yeah. Cl Cliff. Um, but yeah, 365 yards, but just an average of 6.2 yards per attempt. I mean, if you're Penn State, you'll take that every single day of the week because you're not getting beat downfield consistently. Uh, I mean, they, they did give up some long receptions, 30, 26, and 23 yards. But at the end of the day, I, I think the secondary, for the most part, played rather well. I think when they needed big stops, especially down the stretch, they they got those big stops. I mean, in the fourth quarter, they put good back-to-back -back defensive drives. Those Joey Porter, Jr. Joey had Porter some, Jr. drive, yeah. And then that hardy deflection yeah. on that third and long, yeah. huge massive play. Now, obviously, Charlie Jones, the transfer from Iowa, had a big game for Purdue, 12 receptions, 153 yards, one touchdown, uh, which I guess could be a little concerning that they allowed him to uh, be that consistent, that big of a playmaker in this game. Uh, but I also think Purdue uh, had a good game plan going on this one. They – they thought Penn State would probably have a pretty good front set, or sorry, pretty good defensive line and pass rush, which they really didn't throughout the no. night until the final drive when they racked up two sacks. But Aiden Collins' game tonight was to get the ball out quickly, and they really killed Penn State with a lot of slants in this one. They would go downfield a little bit, but there was a lot of slants here, well, really taking advantage of. Yeah, taking advantage of Penn State's weaker linebacker unit. Uh, and no, then going up man-to-man -man on this Penn State secondary wasn't going to be the best-case scenario for them. Because when they had to later in the game, we saw Penn State's secondary really take a step up. When it was more zone coverage for Penn State, Purdue was able to do a little bit more digging and dunking into you know little open areas, uh, especially in the middle of the field. Uh, so I think the middle of the field is definitely going to be a major concern for Penn State going forward because uh, you're going to face – I mean, the next few weeks you may be able to survive against Ohio, Auburn, who knows what to expect out of the Tigers there. <laughs> yeah. Central Michigan – Central Michigan presents an interesting team because they can't put up some points. Northwestern, we'll see. Um, but That's a good one. Over the course of the year, though, it will be a concern at linebacker. 
But for the most part, I think there's still a lot of positives to take away from this, mostly with that when the secondary needed big stops, they got those big stops. Uh, you look at the 365 yards, it's not pretty. But uh, I think you can't just look this at this on a stat sheet alone. You have to no. go back and watch, watch the, whole thing, uh, yeah. the key drives. It, it wasn't pretty the first two drives of that second half, but as the second half went on, I thought there was good adjustments made. They got some big stops, and uh, it, it wasn't pretty, but it wasn't horrible either. Yeah, I mean, no, like I feel like a lot of fans were actually overlooking Purdue. They're like, yeah, you know, they lost David Bell. Um, who's the other guy? Milton is a guy who was, um, yeah. you know, ineligible. Oh, right. They just, they just didn't know about Charlie Jones or Sheffield or Rice or, you know, Brock Thompson coming back. I felt like they didn't yeah. have like these huge household names. You don't have a Mitch Tinsley, a Parker Washington, like some of these big media names that you're just thrown out on TV all the time. Um, uh, I knew that they weren't going to run the ball really. I feel like they stuck with Doru a little bit. More than they have in the past, especially last year. Yeah, 15 carries, only 57 yards, but he he was in the passing game as well. Very effective. Obviously had two touchdowns, kind of just sealing the yeah. drives. I I mean, they if you take away the two point eight, sorry, if you take away the two uh, sacks for minus 17 yards, um, they I think averaged about 3.9 yards per carry. Which obviously, if Penn State can keep opposing teams to 3.9 yards per carry they'll take that every day of the week but this That's isn't like a <laughs> yeah it's a purdue russian attack they've been averaged 100 yards per game yeah, in, in like a decade um but it, i think it is going back to the linebacker unit it was a little bit i think concerning that they were able though to gain some consistent yardage at times on the ground especially when they went up the middle uh it's the lack of depth at linebacker really showed today, but it's also worth noting that they lost Abdul Carter early in the first quarter to a targeting penalty. And then Curtis yeah. Jacobs uh, left the game with an injury uh, as well. Yeah. And he came back, but still you could just tell. And if you told me someone on Purdue had 153 yards catching, I would have said it was pain Durham. I, I would have said yeah. it'd be one of these outside guys. I'd be like, dang, Pandura must be just running like seam routes across the middle of the field against these uh, linebackers. But like, and you you know, you know how Penn State's defense has been the last few years. Do you think it's going to be more towards like that two linebacker looks, get that third extra DB in there, whether that's a corner or like a big safety, like what they did with Brisker? Or do you think, you know, sometimes you just have to say, hey, we trust our guys to where we can run three linebackers if we ever have to, even though they don't really do it too much. Or how do you think – do you think Manny will change anything after this game? Yeah, that's a good question. I I, I think for the most part like – Hardy gonna, Wheatley looks good. Like, they got some really good yeah, young guys that stepped up. I think they're going to mostly stick with, uh, you know, the two linebacker looks. Because, um, for one, that, that, keep, that allows you to keep your least athletic linebackers off the field more. Um, and – it, it kind of forces teams to play into your strength to a degree as well. I mean, against the better Russian teams like Michigan, Ohio State, you load that uh, box. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota, you're going to want to load the box. But uh, I think for the most part this year, that we're going to see a lot of what we saw tonight. And that's what a Manny Diaz defense is. I mean, that was an aggressive defense all night. Manny Diaz was throwing a ton of blitz looks and packages out there. And they weren't always getting home for Penn State, which was part of the problem with the, the pass defense 
not that it was bad, but uh, they would just allow Aiden O'Connell to have too much time for most of the night uh, with those blitzes not getting home. I, I think we'll continue to see that. He, Manny Diaz is aggressive. He he lives for uh, forcing turnovers and ca- uh, creating chaos. Uh, so I think we'll see a lot more of what we saw today. Uh, there'll be some minor adjustments, but not the major. Yeah, like you said, they play Ohio next week, so maybe you get, you get some opportunities to kind of test some things out. But just taking a look at yeah. it, to wrap everything up, we said we think, you know, despite the adversity, Sean Clifford's player of the game, you think Joey Porter Jr. has a, a hand in that yeah, fumble Joe, recovery? I mean, a lot of break pass breakups. Yeah, Joey Porter Jr. definitely deserves to be on there. Three pass breakups, eight tackles. Uh, uh, it it's it's really hard to pick between those. And I mean, Johnny Dixon. I know he had a couple penalties, but he had a nice game as well. South three Carolina tackles. Transfer, yep. A, a big sack on that final drive that really. Uh, gave Penn State a ton of momentum. He had two pass breakups as well. Uh, Keaton Ellis had three pass breakups. Uh, so, I mean, while the stat doesn't look, stat line doesn't look pretty for the secondary, there's a lot of guys in that secondary who had good games. And of course, Daquan Hardy was one of them. Uh, Zaki Weedley, the turnover king from this spring and fall, what, had the strip uh, on that fumble uh, that Porter Jr. recovered. So, I mean, I think it's Joey Porter Jr. or Sean Clifford, but because of what he did on that final offensive drive, I think you have to give it to Sean Clifford because 20 for 37, 282, four touchdowns, one interception. When we go, if everything for Penn State goes to, I don't want to say plan or well, because that for them, you know, meeting their goals would be winning the Big Ten and all that. But if Penn State goes 10-2 and and John Clifford puts together a strong season, when we look back at the stat line from this game, we're not going to think about, oh, but he struggled in the third quarter and early early in the fourth (laughs) quarter. We're just going to look at the stat line and go 20 for 37, 22, four touchdowns. That's a pretty good game. Um, Now, maybe the more, you know, hardcore fans will be like, yeah, but he struggled here and there. But the, a casual fan, a casual stat line reader, somebody who didn't watch this game perhaps will look at that stat line and be like, that's a pretty damn good game. So I think you have to give it to Clifford because uh, he was a big reason Penn State went up 21-10 early in the game. He did struggle in the middle parts, but at the end of the game, when it mattered the most, he stepped up and delivered uh, a victory for Penn State. Yeah, I'm going with with Clifford, like you said, stepped up when he needed to. It's not about, you know, how many times you get hit. It's bouncing back and getting that game-winning drive while he's injured. Like yeah. <laughs> like we said, like, I don't know what kind of medical, you know, help he got where all the injury was, but that, yeah. that knee roll-up did not look good. Um, but like you said, I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, and I just want to add one more thing. Not, not, not about Clifford, but uh, the wide receiver unit tight ends uh, – Obviously, weren't perfect today with all the drops. Uh, they struggled again, open at times. But I, I will say, when they needed big plays out of this wide receiver room, they got the big plays. I mean, Mitchell Tinsley is another guy who could probably be in that argument for player of the game. Seven for eighty-four, one touchdown. Not, not a you know mind-blowing stat line, but he had a couple big receptions, especially in the game, like you mentioned, uh, that one reception on the final drive of the game that really set up Penn State uh, to get into that scoring position and eventually the game went a touchdown. Uh, but Lambert Smith 
had a big who had a who struggled early on had a I big touchdown late. Three drops. Yeah, he he had a he had a tough game, but he had the big touchdown when it mattered. Brennan Strange, who has gone through quite a bit of adversity with struggles in his career at Penn State, especially catching the ball uh, at at the end of the first half, makes a great makes a great catch and then bounces off two defenders and goes sixty seven yards for a touchdown. Uh, if it's not for that touchdown, Penn State probably doesn't win this game. Um, because, I mean, that 21-10 lead probably gave Penn State just enough uh, to put them in a position late in this game to win. Um, so, I mean, when they needed big plays, they got them out of this team. Uh, and Kevon Lee, who a lot of Penn State fans didn't want on the field in that final drive, had the game-winning touchdown. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, a lot he of struggles in this too. offense. He's like, please. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of struggles in this offense on Thursday night, but you have to give credit where credit is due. And a lot of players stepped up when needed and made big plays. Yeah. Lambert Smith struggled dropping the ball, came back, bounced off some guys, made up for it, scored a touchdown. Tyler Warren drops a gorgeous pass um, by Drew and then comes back, gets them in that range there to throw it to uh, Kevon Lee for the win. So huge win. Obviously, an emotional roller coaster of the seasons like this. Uh, buckle up but guys appreciate y'all tuning in like we said ohio next week the first game at penn state the noon kickoff i don't care it's a home game uh, on abc they're one to know but more importantly want to know in the big 10 as always subscribe to the channel and like anything you want to say closing out dylan uh i uh there's a lot i could still say uh, <laughs> i appreciate everybody tuning in but so you you do have an article you're going to drop tonight with all those thoughts right I, I do have an article that i'm going to drop tonight and, and the psu 365 podcast we'll talk more about the game uh probably later this week we'll watch, watch for that recap either sunday night or monday but uh yeah i mean if, if this is how all the games are going to go for penn state fans uh it, it's going to be a long season even if they win them all uh, there's a lot of hard medicine that has to be taken uh, after this one, I think, for some of our older fans. But uh, <laughs> yeah, a gutsy win for Penn State. You, you're, if you're a Penn State fan, you're happy with the win. You take it for what it was. It wasn't pretty, but it's a gutsy win. And like you said, you're one and out to start the season, one and out in the Big Ten. You should have an easier game against Ohio this upcoming week. Uh, and then, you know, they, they get to travel down to Auburn in two weeks, which be a fun game as well. Jordan here. Hate their guts. Anyways, <laughs> I'm a closet Alabama guy. Um, but, no, it's funny because when I was at camp, that's something James Franklin says, like, we're stacking good days. We're stacking good days. Like, stack stacking wins, this is a lot to build off of. You get a lot of positives. There's some negative in there they're going to work on this week. But you got Ohio next week. So, guys, appreciate y'all tuning in. Like I said, subscribe to the channel and head over to pennstate.rivals.com. Subscribe to the website so you can stay up to date on guys like Dylan writing some big things. Of course, class of 24, it's September 1st. Biggest date for that class. Phones are on, notifications going off, text messages. It's football season. <laughs> this is what it is, chaos. Yeah, we, we're into the heart of football season. It's the best time of the year. Uh, and, you know, it, this is a fun way to start it, and it – it's going to be a fun fall. Fun fall. Yeah, you get a couple. That's what I like about Thursday games. You get a couple days more to recover from a game like this. But guys, like I said, I'm Josh Taylor, and that is Dylan Callahan Crawley. And we appreciate y'all tuning into Penn State Rivals and subscribe to the channel. We will see y'all with a preview for the Ohio game. Peace.